3: Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Is my thought. (laughs) Welcome to one-upsmanship. I fucking... Dude, everything Miles Morales is involved with turns to gold. And I guess I spoiled my entire opinion of the game we're discussing. But, you know, that's just... I wanted to start with that energy. Yeah, go Miles. Go Miles, go. I can see for miles and miles and... I see Spider-Man, and I like it. I'm Michael Swam. I'm here with Adam Gansy. Say hi. That's me. I,
4: that's me. Very impressed with what you've spun for us so far on this podcast.
3: Yeah, hey, and a thwip to you, good sir. <laughs>
4: that's right. Yeah, I,
3: yeah. Uh, let's get this out of the way. You see No Way Home yet?
4: No, I have not, because I do not want to be in a theater right now. Ah, uh, fair enough. All right.
3: Well, spoiler alert. There's one sweaty joke where someone says... Oh, I always thought Spider Man was black when he takes his mask off, and you're like, "I mm. see what you almost did there, but mm. you didn't actually do it." Um, we do need a live action Miles Morales movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I but think that's we do not too. why we're here. That's not why we're here to talk Vigi games, my friend. That's and, right. And uh, in case you couldn't guess or clicked well with your eyes closed, this is the Miles Morales Marvel's Spider Man Miles Morales episode of One Upsmanship. And hey, let's just
4: press L3 to dive at full speed into it, shall we? Yeah, absolutely we should. Should we, uh, you want me to do the speed run?
3: Yeah, you go ahead and take the speed run since I did the intro. No problem. So we'll pass a checkpoint, which in this case means we found some amazing holographic tech of Peter's that he's hidden around the city for us to improve our spider skills. Yeah. And we're beating up. What look like see-through crash test dummies. So why don't you do that part, Adam? I will. Because I know you can. Yeah. And with no further ado, I'm going to start
4: that clock. Spider-Man Miles Morales was released in 2020 as a, I guess we'll call it a launch game. It's a sequel of sorts, although some would argue a DLC, to the very successful Spider-Man game by Insomniac. Uh, It features a story about Miles Morales in the same New York City that you played as Spider-Man. It goes into his life story, uh, some of the details of which were launched or, I guess, uh, introduced to us in the first Spider-Man game. Seeded. yes, seeded. That's right. Uh, And you follow this character as he tries to navigate being Spider-Man at the age which we are accustomed to a Spider-Man having to navigate that, which is early... I think high, late high school, early college, right? Isn't that kind of where he is? Like early college, I believe. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think he said will, something like that.
3: The plot of the game doesn't really focus on like his school life, so I couldn't tell you for sure. But that's the age he seems to be. But yeah, it's, that's fair. It's
4: a pretext for a lot of things that he does anyway. It is a third-person action-adventure <laughs> game, again, developed by Insomniac. It was very successful. Uh, it, it is important... Historically for, I mean, I think some Spider-Man reasons, but definitely because it's really the biggest launch title that came out with the PS5. Uh, It is exclusive to the PS5, uh, though it was released on the PS4 as well. And uh, it showed off some of the next-gen features, like ray tracing and 60 uh, 60 frames per second performance mode, which have now become standard on these, we'll call them current-gen consoles, uh, a thing you can't stop getting used to, I guess. And uh, it's basically more of the same if you like Spider-Man, and that's my speed run. Stop the clock. Very quick. I, I think tried. there's
3: more you could have said, but it sure was quick. Um, but that's okay. We'll get into it. And we will argue <laughs> is, about whether it's a DLC. Is is I think there, that's an important argument Yeah, I think have.
4: so too. Is there anything about the game that you don't know based on that speed run? Like that need, people need to hear? I'm not arguing with you. I'm just asking. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I would say quite a bit, but only if you haven't listened to our previous episode featuring Soren Bowie, where we talked about Marvel's Spider Man, to which this is a follow up, a standalone follow up. Yeah. Um But yeah, I would, if you're technically, I consider the speedrun like, what if someone's never heard of this game? I mean, okay. But we're, that's kind of a stretch at this point. Who hasn't heard of Spider Man and doesn't know the things Spider Man does? He does whatever thought. a spider can. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing I'd add is it was the first Marvel Spider-Man to which this is either a sequel or a standalone add on. Ugh, It's annoying, but um, really pioneered what it was known for is pioneering in the 3D space. A perfect, flawless simulation of the web-swinging part of what Spider-Man is. And then in in many other ways, it's almost an Arkham clone, if you're familiar with the Batman Arkham games. And I don't mean a literal clone, because Spider-Man fights in a different way than Batman fights. But that spirit is there of hyper-fluid, you mash buttons with intention... And it feels like you just fucking kick ass, and it looks as much like a Spider-Man or a Batman movie as possible. Yeah. And it has both combat sections where you kick ass and then stealth sections where you crawl around like a spider. And, man, it really, like, especially seeing the new movie because, you know, Green Goblin appears, and it's like I hadn't made the connection before that Marvel and DC are so mirrored that like a spider and a bat, you know what I mean? Like they both for their flagship character, they picked, I don't know, some creepy animal man. And they went, one went bat, one went spider. And in both cases, like their arch nemesis is a joker and a goblin, which are basically the same thing. So I just, it's been hammered home for me recently that Spider-Man and Batman are almost like twin characters. So it's kind of fitting that their games are that similar.
4: And they really are. They are similar. Uh, the games for sure. uh, you feel similar
3: when you play them, I guess. That's what I'm
4: getting at. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think the designers know that. But uh, please, we should pass a, a checkpoint and get into your rants, should we not? I will
3: pass another checkpoint. We picked up um, the hollow drone tech, which I never used. I'll, I'll tell you what I use though. I use mm. the shit out of that black hole device that sucks everyone in. That thing's great.
4: Ooh, I didn't use you know that, know that I enough. Mean?
3: I did not use didn't that use enough. that much. No. I okay. Well. Player one, beginning my rant, and I'll start it at the bottom, By which, I'll, which is I'll say uh, I don't know if there's any reason to ever use any super move other than the one where you jump up in the air, spin around, and web everyone around you. That was one of the few gripes I have with oh, this game. interesting. They're, you unlock many other super moves, but they all kind of seem pointless to me. Like There's core Spider-Man moves that you have, and if you master them, There's enough variety in there that it always feels fun. And this really is the heart of my rant is that, you know, it's, you just can't, I can't get enough of the actual combat portions. These stealth portions, I don't enjoy as much as Spider-Man as I did as Batman, because there is sort of an imaginary liminal space where Batman is scarier and stockier. And I don't know, that adds something to me, the gargoyle's perched and etc spider-man's ability to perch on everything while true to spider-man actually makes the stealth sections feel more like just well i'm just crawling around the wall to this guy pick him off crawl around the wall to this guy pick him off okay i got everyone but the fucking combat in these goddamn spider-man games and then this swinging (laughs) and uh i i work at ign now and ign gotten a lot of trouble not gotten a lot of trouble but youtube trolls love to repeat there's several key phrases from IGN reviews that they love to latch onto and repeat back as an insult. One of them is, There's too much water, which is something our review said about Wind Waker, and the, we'll never live that down because <laughs> everyone much water. disagrees. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is, This game really makes you feel like Spider Man. And people think that's so f- dumb that they love to quote it back to IGN articles like, uh, Oh, did this really make you feel like Pac Man? You fucking idiots. But. I got to say, I wholeheartedly agree with it. that is the heart of the game. It really makes you feel like Spider-Man. I don't know what else. I think that's a good way to express what is magical about this game. Now, we get into finer points when we start discussing the Miles Morales component because it is more of a refinement of what they already what Insomniac already did with Spider-Man. If you're expecting a revolution, it is not that. It is just, it's literally the same world map, but dressed in winter clothes instead of summer clothes. Uh, And I'm waiting for Miles. So, personally, I think Into the Spider Verse is the best Marvel movie, but there's still, you got to admit, something about being animated animated is lower status than live action it just is i disagree with that just like i disagree that sci-fi is bullshit you know i would put sci-fi at the top of the genre list but animation by and large is not as fancy or like the real version definitive version as live action mcu blah blah blahs and i don't understand why miles morales is not spider-man i It's enough Peter Parker. I'm so fucking sick of Peter Parker. Every version of him, it's done. Let Miles Morales be the Spider-Man. So my rant basically turned into a rant about that. Um, But as far as the game goes... I'm really excited to argue with you about whether they did enough to make it a new game, because really all they added was a new layer of moves called Venom Strike, which is true to the comics. Miles has electrical powers, because he was bitten by a different kind of radioactive spider, and... And they incorporated that perfectly well. It still has all the minor problems that I had with the original Spider-Man. It's basically a 1.5 edition. It is not a full sequel, I would argue. But then there's other games where I'm like, yeah, but is Mega Man 3 substantively different from Mega Man 2? You know, there's a lot of games that are just iterative on themselves. But it's interesting to note, and I'll end my rant with this, and I think people who are casual should be aware, at the time... There was a big argument, or like there was press around this game, where the developers had to argue, "No, it's a real game, it's a full game," and people were like, "No, it's not, it's a DLC." And uh, I think we can get into parsing that: what is the difference between downloadable content and, interestingly enough, there were DLCs for the original Spider-Man game, and there was a and there was a plan to release them so, somewhat in in comic form, meaning like every couple weeks you'd get a new short issue of Spider-Man fighting a new, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they just sort of waited a few months and were like, now nah, we got this whole Miles Morales one, but it's kind of an afterthought, but also, no, it's not. It's a real game. And I think that got a little muddied, but that doesn't stop it from being a phenomenal game, built entirely on the foundation that the previous game already established. End of rant.
4: What a rant it was. Uh, okay, players. A player. little scattershot, but... That's okay. Uh, a lot you know, of, a lot I'm of- just
3: a pubescent teen finding my way in the world. Well,
4: and So Spider-Man is also important to you. That's a thing that you've said on the record here. Uh, Oh,
3: I guess I should mention, Spider-Man is so important to me. He's not only my favorite superhero, I think he's the only superhero I care at all about anymore. But I do care deeply about Spider-Man. Spider-Man will always get me. My nickname in high school and junior high was Spider-Man. I religiously wore Spider-Man gear and shit and dreamed of being Spider-Man. Like, He's my guy since I was nine years old. Love him.
4: That's great. Well, player two, Adam Ganser, clocking in. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to take this piece by piece. Um, Look, I think that Spider-Man, the game as a franchise, including this one, is very, very good. Um, I played this right when it came out. I came back and played just a little bit of it this week to get refreshed for this podcast. And um, I feel the same way I did when I played it, which is, man... This game is excellent at uh, delivering the experience of flying through New York City the way that, which is sort of the reason anybody wants to be Spider-Man. Like, when you're a kid, you want to be a superhero, and this game captured why you want that. Um, I don't care if your IGN audience gets mad uh, uh, in a bad-faith way about saying it makes you Mm -hmm. feel like Spider-Man. That's why people like superheroes. Uh, This game delivers that. The other one did, too. Um, I think Miles Morales as a character is very cool. I really like him. I like his world. Um, I like that there are missions that are sort of like him establishing cred, um, which I think would matter in a world where there's already a Spider-Man. Um, I like the idea that he has to prove he deserves to be Spider-Man, not because I think he does have to do that, but because I think that would be a real obstacle for him, uh, that this game explores, and I think that's very fun. I love his mom. I like his friends. Um, I really like the Danica, the the podcaster. Uh, which I say that because I really didn't like uh, uh, Jonah James. Yeah, I, I I mean I thought it was clever in the original Spider Man, but I really didn't enjoy listening to him until I finally figured out you can turn him off. Um, Danica was just a very different experience because it was like, oh yeah. There's got to be people that support this guy. And that's really what this game is about, is like community-based Spider-Man. And uh, this that was cool. I think this game accomplished that way more than the first game did. Um, it had a much stronger connection to a community that seemed really interesting and vibrant and diverse. And, and all of that was really, I thought, legitimately interesting as a video game player. Um, it emphasizes
3: the friendly neighborhood part.
4: Yes, and I think that matters because Miles Morales uh miles morales feels beholden to prove himself to his own neighborhood and the plot becomes sort of centered around uh his neighborhood and i think i liked that i thought that was really cool i think that we could see spider-man a sequel a proper sequel with miles morales that expands beyond even new york if they wanted to um but i didn't mind that he was local and i thought that was great um Obviously, I think his villains, though they're more motivated by his personal connection to them, were less engaging than the villains from the other Spider-Man game because I knew them and I didn't know these villains as well, Um, although I did like the acting. Um, I think, in my opinion, I don't care how long a game is as long as the game feels satisfying. I will call it a game and I'll pay whatever the developers need me to pay in order for me to experience that. But I can say that as a person who earns enough money to do that. Um, so to me, this is a game. I understand why people would be mad because it's using the same basically the same world and resources and just sort of double dipping on that. But my question is, are you having fun? You know, like, is are you bored? Because that's the criteria to me about whether it works. Like the criteria is, does it work? And are you having a good time? And I would say I had as much fun with this as I did, with anything Now, I think some of the reason why people are mad about this not being a, a full game and being a DLC is because they wanted full games at the launch of PS5, and quite frankly, this is one of the many ways that I think Sony blew the PlayStation 5 launch, even though they're making money, um, and didn't have a great launch campaign or a bunch of launch titles. Instead, they had a bunch of mediocre stuff in this, and then Demon's Souls Remake. That's what they had, and that wasn't great. Um, and I think because of that, this game got unfairly maligned. and it's actually just very, very good. Um, I think it is bigger than a DLC needs to be. I think it's at least as big as a wish as like a destiny, like a yearly destiny DLC they call it, but really it's sort of like an update on the game world. I think that's what this is, and it totally works. I um, will also comment on the movies of Spider-Man. I am not sick of Peter Parker per se. Um, but I do think that Miles Morales deserves a Spider-Man movie or several, um, and they should do it. You know what I mean? Like I, I honestly think, aren't we at a point where there's multiple? Like we all acknowledge there's multiple Spider-Man. Let's just do that. You know, like why not? Um, that's my. I opinion. Just think Peter Ho- Parker
3: comes with the. Oh, sorry. That's okay. You're dismounting. Uh,
4: I was. Uh, well, I'll save it there. That is the end of my rant. So we can pass our uh, our next checkpoint.
0: Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with
4: Uh, so, you know, this is where the plot thickens and we realize, hey, maybe that, that eternal energy that's been discovered might lead to corporate greed. Uh, we, we learn that fact and begin our next section, which we will call Game On.
3: Game on! And I was just going to say that I think Peter Parker, I have nothing, I love Peter Parker to the bottom of my cockles, but, uh, he always comes with the baggage of, for some reason... Film version Peter Parker can only do his origin and he can never progress beyond it. And I understand it in the one sense because Spider Man is about coming of age and pubescence. And so Spider Man always has to be trapped in coming of age space. Um, But Miles Morales, as we saw in Into the Spider Verse and as we see here, really emphasizes the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man part of Spider-Man, and I think that's an equally vital piece that's really cool and especially resonant nowadays, the building of community and... Um, trying to stay connected in a world that's more and more digitized. And yet these digital tools give us a way to be connected. Instead of the symbol of the cave and the bat and being alone, he's got the symbol of web of connection, which just seems more vital and modern to me. Like that is what we all live online. We're connected by the web. It's as dumb as that sounds. I see Spider-Man as a more like inline hero for our times right now than Batman. And uh, I don't know why I always have to pit them against each other. I just think Spider-Man wins. But let's continue on into Game On sure. and actually discuss this game. Uh, I I guess because I did read the comics and I was already familiar with like the Tinkerer and the Prowler. I'll tell you what I love about Spider-Man games and very different from the movies. The more villains they cram in, the better. And the movies, the opposite is true, usually. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to get too deep into No Way Home, but they handled that well. But usually, if you cram too many villains in, see Spider-Man 3 by Raimi and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you know, it starts to split. You get diminishing returns. Not so in video games because. Each villain, right? Your villains are like your your Mario world. Each villain is a so slightly different experience and a little story thread that shoots off on its own. And uh, I was really pleased with the number of villains and the variety of villains in Miles Morales. Maybe not as... It, maybe it wasn't... I mean, it definitely wasn't as robust a roster as the original
4: game. How, cou- but how could it be? I mean, that's not a reasonable expectation. That's you true.
3: Uh, I'll say two things and then pass it to you and whatever sparks sparks, but... One, how good was that opening uh, raft transport fighting the rhino sequence to get you into this thing? It was
4: really good. It worked. Uh, It was better than the first game sequence of capturing Kingpin. Uh, I agree. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, that doesn't mean every beat beats the first game, but I was like, what an opening. And secondly, don't you think... I'm guessing that the plan for the next installment, mainline installment, would be that you play as both, or they feel
4: free of to weave between them. That's
3: what the story will include that they both are involved. That's what should probably, happen, right?
4: That's absolutely what should happen. It's okay. like if you're gonna have a world where there's multiple Spider-Men, then why wouldn't they collaborate? They should all show up. Yeah. You know, and it's
3: cool that they're friends. It feels good. It's like what's amazing to me is that is how you stay in the coming of age liminal space is, you know, it's a tale as old as time. How do you recapture your childhood? Have a child or, or mentor someone younger than you. It gets you back in touch with that place in yourself. So having Peter Parker mentor. Uh, Miles not only it gives you the whole circle of life feel that Peter actually changed. He actually accomplished something. He's, he's so good at Spider-Man now that he can teach someone else how to Spider-Man but it p- throws the focus on a new young Spider-Man who can undergo all the bullshit that you find synonymous with Spider-Man. High school drama, and, uh, being unsure well, of yourself, trying thing. to ingratiate yourself to the community right. and so that's on. That's
4: the thing is that Miles at this point in the story is experiencing what I might call a more essential Spider-Man experience than Peter Parker is, by which I mean going through the sort of just barely post adolescent, awkward, trying to find your own identity phase mm. of life. And that is such a key part of Spider-Man, which we've you and I have discussed in various forms for like a decade now you know what i mean like that's what everybody knows about spider-man and miles morales in this version at this time is doing that in a way that peter parker isn't and so we're naturally interested in him um and interested in watching him grow up and become a full-fledged like spider-man you know like this is him growing into the part and i like that
3: what's crazy to me is how long it took me to realize I I mean, it's such obvious symbolism that I feel it has to be intentional. But do you believe that Stan Lee and Steve Ditko actually thought, hey, we want to make a superhero that represents what it's like to be a misfit, a teen, not Superman, right? Not looked up to, but still earning your cred. Um, And he's going through puberty, and that's an important part. Maybe he should shoot white goo out of himself.
4: I, is that, I don't know, man. Is uh, that a cum thing? I mean, is that I, it's almost impo- consciously or subconsciously a cum thing. It's almost impossible not to see it now. I mean, you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and Lord knows that we that I, when I say we, I mean men have been like working our <laughs> working our sexual functionality Boggs. into oh. uh, our fiction for years and years for like hundreds of thousands of years, right? Like that's the deal. Yeah. So. I don't know how conscious it is, but it's definitely there. That's that's all I'll say about it. It's definitely there. I just
3: it's almost it's almost like a Greek myth to me when you contextualize it in like once there was a guy who's so awesome that when he hit puberty his cum saved the world, like he can beat people up with his cum. You know what I mean? I mean I, that's kind of what Spider-Man. I is. will say <laughs>
4: I guess uh, this gets into sort of a diversion, but that's okay. I will say that I think that our society being much more sort of like liberal-minded about sexuality is having mm. a harder and harder time understanding cultures that didn't feel that way or don't feel that way. And like, it's pretty possible. I don't know. Spider Man was like what the forties. Uh, I oh gosh, I should know I that. Think, I, don't I think know. it was. I'll look that up. Forties or fifties. Like I think you know, it's possible they weren't as consciously doing this as we would think, because they might be living in a at a much more I guess I'll use the word repressed. Uh, no way, dude. Nineteen sixty two.
3: 1962. Oh,
4: 62? Okay. Well, then yeah. First I, then, appearance then, of Yeah, Spider-Man. it's probably conscious. You know, you know what I mean. Like, I, uh, if it had happened in like the forties or whatever, the thirties, I might be like, well, they might not know what they're saying. It's possible That's
3: some Freudian shit. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I,
4: I, if if possible, I want to zero back in on the game if we can. Um. Yeah, I got a
3: question for sure. you. Because you talked about how the villains you found, eh, or like in a less overwhelming roster than the first one. Yeah. I I was really disappointed in the first one that the villain, I mean, I guess it's Kingpin or whatever, but um, Doc Ock. they really spent a lot of time focused on Mr. Negative, and I yeah, yeah, don't yeah. care about Mr. Yeah. Negative at all. And I wanted to know how you felt he stacked up against this game's main antagonist, Krieger, <laughs> Who's almost a Lex Luthor type in that he's just a rich corporate asshole. He has no superpowers. He's just wealthy which, which, and doing something evil,
4: which makes him so neutral in the book of like villains. In the book I'll, of Spider I'll say this, villains,
3: I, I mean, he's king thin. He's just a thin kingpin. Yeah, and and, ah. and fine,
4: you know. What I mean, there's a kingpin in every one of these stories. You know, so I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I will. I'll say this about Mister Negative, just because it matters. It bears on comparison. I had no idea who he was before this game. I'm not a big comic book guy, uh, so like most of the Spider-Man stuff is like I know four or five of his villains. I've seen most of the movies, um, and yeah. the villain of the first game is Doctor Octopus. Like yes, it, like yes, we're spending a lot of time with a different guy nominally as the villain, but it was Doctor Octopus, and you knew that pretty early on because you're you know doing that part of the story, and that's what made it so good. Um, in this case, uh, one of—I mean—I don't want to spoil everything because I know there's some people who probably haven't played this game. We're going to listen to this episode. The villain also turns out to be somebody you don't expect, um, and somebody that you do expect to be the villain turns out to not be the villain. Of course, right? That's that's how stories work. Um, but both of those twists, I thought, were pretty satisfying. You know, I liked I liked uh, the Prowler and. Uh, mm-hmm. f- Tinkerer. And Tinkerer. I like both of those characters, who they ended up being and what it, what that meant. Um,
3: yeah, and if you're familiar, it, just like Peter Parker always has Aunt May and Uncle Ben, um, Uncle Aaron and the Prowler and the Tinkerer are not new to this game. Right. That's Miles right, right. Morales' origin right. story.
4: Always has been. It's the same in Spider-Verse, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it is. I'm just telling yeah. you as a person who doesn't know it at all, like as in it never saturated my uh knowledge I thought it was yeah. pretty satisfying but that's yeah. but y- if you don't know who these characters are you're not it's not like wow this is really compelling it's like oh, okay that was fine I mean a lot of spy a lot of hero superhero stuff requires that you're already aware of it you know what I mean and, and I this one I thought kind of walked a fine line with that where some of it I think the people who are most satisfied with this game, also are huge fans of Spider-Man and know that whole story. For me, a person who doesn't, but who just likes Spider-Man and likes good video games, I was satisfied, though not thrilled with that. Well,
3: they are our mythology. I feel like they are equivalent to telling tales of Aphrodite and Zeus and shit and what do those tales do get repeated without a lot of variation that's the point of an oral history you know that's an epic oral history like I do think there's some kind of weird resonance between superhero origin stories and the origin stories of the gods that we used to tell like oh did you know Zeus's forehead gave birth to Aphrodite that's like Uncle Ben saying, "With great power comes great responsibility." You know, there are stories that become mythic to the point that we don't want to fuck with them too much, um, which has its positives and negatives. I'm a huge novelty guy who likes variety, so I always would prefer a twist, but I understand the value of traditional stories that we hold
4: dear and repeat over and over. There's a value in repetition. I mean, I think it's. I guess I don't want to. I don't want to pick too hard at this point, but like. I think there's a substantive difference between this stuff and like the mythologies of ancient times because this is not held sacred in re- I mean, I guess it is in the people who like really love <laughs> it. Are. But <laughs> I don't know, Wait, 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 wait. Go wait, 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 see wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. In theaters with a bunch of 12 year olds. Okay, wait. All I'm saying is it's not sacred as in these are not beings that they believe exist. That's what I mean by sacred. And right, and we
3: still repeat the, no one believes that about Aphrodite and but Zeus, they, but you're not going to fuck with that story.
4: Did. But they did believe that. They do, like. That's a very big difference. And the reason I'm saying that is that I don't think that we should feel, or I don't think there's anybody who, I have to re-say this. I don't think we should feel beholden to these stories. Not change. Yeah. I mean, because they don't, they, we're, they're not. Oh, I, I mean, I want people to do wild shit with Spider-Man
3: like, and, and they do, by the way, in the comics, like, you know, because he's so long running and popular, Spider-Man's been everything. There's weird body horror arcs where he gets cloned against his will and becomes like a husk of Spider-Man and like, there's all kinds of Spider-Man's inhabited every genre and done all kinds of very innovative things. In the comics, uh, I think because video games and film require so much more resources. Right. It's like how a book can be very, very bonkers and like have a, be chock full of imaginative shit you've never encountered before. And if that book sells a billion copies, then we'll make a movie of it. But um, if you're going to adapt, you know, if you're taking the whole history of Batman and you're going to adapt it, you don't adapt the... shit that's 15 years into the run when Batman's doing all this weird stuff refracted off of Batman plots you do the Batcave and the shooting of the parents and the basic shit um, I am with you. I just think it's an interesting, interesting to compare them to, but it's not a one-to-one thing. And I'm with you that I would
4: rather Spider-Man did weird shit. I, I like weird shit. I uh, well, and I and, don't think so. I guess the only reason that's germane to this game in my you don't mind. I mean weird per se, but well, you now, mean novel I, thing, new yeah. things. I mean, right? Yeah. And I think like I don't know. Uh, this was. This origin story, again, it's satisfying enough because the game is fun and, like, you know, all the pieces fit together and it's told pretty well. But, like, if you really wanted Miles Morales to, like, be a home run narratively, I think they could have taken a a longer look at what his origin story is. And uh, I think they could have pushed it a little further with some of these elements. You know what I mean? Like, I think, for instance, I would have liked to see the prowler planted in the previous game. You know, I also, I I also, I kind of feel like I wish the Prowler had been just a thing that was going on in this game that we didn't get the entire answer to until like the next big game. Next game. Yeah, like they should have taken their time with some stuff. Instead, it kind of feels like they just needed to get all these pieces told. So we, so we didn't like get the full marination of the juices here with these elements. And that's why I'm like, either the elements could have been shifted around or. Uh, you know, because this thing isn't going to be like a 40 hour thing, it's going to be like a 20 hour experience. Plant some stuff and then pay it off in the next well, Spider Man. Why not?
3: Yeah. There's realities that, like you mentioned, this was absolutely a response to look, COVID hit. We're launching this new console. There's not enough launch shit. I'm sure Sony was pressuring them, like, you got to get this thing out. We need something. Um, you know, I don't know the. Ins and outs of the corporate side of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game was scaled down or planned to be one thing, but then had to come out early, or you know, was was specifically designed to be a tech demo in some ways for the new generation. Which totally unrelated side note: I'm replaying Last of Us Two again, and it's hard to believe that that's a PS4 game, man. <laughs> that that's I mean, yes, because it's one of the best games we've ever They're seen. The wizards. Yeah.
4: But also, so that leads, I think, very nicely into the sequel conversation because Last of Us 2 is like eight years, basically, after Last of Us 1 got launched. Mm. And that's totally different situation. That's the thing is that now the sequels that we're getting to these big franchises, and I include Spider Man in it, the expectation has become they get a sequel on the next gen. Like, they get a massive, wow, you can't believe this is what they delivered sequel on the ver- on the next gen. That's now what a sequel is, as opposed to what sequels used to be, which is like, you know, yeah, Mega Man 3 is basically the same engine with most of the same background art, even, and slight tweaks on mm-hmm. design, and then we do it again. And gamers were happy mm-hmm. with that. But I think, you know, franchises like Grand Theft Auto and, uh, you know... God of God War, War and stuff. It's like, hey, we're n- is we're, like
3: the next one's gonna be a whole new thing. We've set uh, yeah. that
4: expectation, and because those games are so good, that the bar is very high. You know, that's why there is no GTA Six yet, because GTA Five is like, fuck, how are we gonna beat that? Mm-hmm. Especially now in a climate that's not as warm to our off-brand satire. Well, and you know,
3: they were able to switch tracks and do a Red Dead instead, and they're like, God, we're lucky we have two things we can that do we can switch years. back and forth and it took 10 years and i'm saying and now it's time just like just like bethesda switches between elder scrolls fallout elder scrolls fallout now starfield i guess but uh they're like they're clearly due for a gta 6 everyone wants gta 6 it's a, it is like almost considered inevitable because it will make all the money so you have to do well, it Where's our GTA 6? And you can feel the fear from Rockstar. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd be, it yeah. better be fucking good. It's got to be good. Yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah. That's, uh, that's. I mean, in one, on the one hand, that's a really enviable place to be because that's where, sure, that's what being the best in the field means. But, and just milking GTA online well, that's, for all its worth that's is the also thing. extending it. So, like Insomniac, yeah. I mean, is actually a kind of a good comparison to Rockstar because they have franchises now. Like, they have uh, Ratchet and Clank, which Ratchet they had and Clank two everyone, huge yeah. games at the same time that they were doing, because uh, yeah. that was a big game, Rift Apart, which also I liked. Uh, and they have the Spider-Man franchise, and they also have this Wolverine franchise that they're doing now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Let's get into that. Yeah. Uh, because, and I do
3: think a lot of the credit has to go to those Batman games, because what they did that was so genius and I do think a true gameplay innovation is if you read interviews with the people who designed the Arkham games, uh, they talk about how they were inspired by beat games like Dance Dance Revolution and shit and thinking that's kind of how Batman thinks when he fights. He's doing it in a rhythm. Let's embrace that fighting is just dancing that hurts people. And basically what they stumbled upon was these really well put together pre done animation sequences combined with this idea that there's a thing around your head. And when you're about to get hit by something, it flashes red. And if you hit the right button, you perfectly dodge out of the way and you're ready to attack again. And the idea that in most games, when you press square to attack, It does the same animation, right? If you know how games are built, when I press square, the model punches with its right fist. Whenever it punches, there's a hitbox at the end of the fist. If that touches the enemy, then trigger the I got hit animation and detract some life from their life bar. That's how a traditional game handles beating people up. These games invented the idea that no, Batman fights better than you. Batman is going to figure out what to do. You just press square a bunch of times, and Batman will whip out this amazing combo where he flips all around and does all this shit. All you have to remember is when you get that feeling that another enemy's surging forward, you got to hit dodge. Or when it's time to disarm someone, you got to hit the whatever gadget pulls guns out of people's hands. And I don't think we would have sp- these great Spider-Man games without that coming no first. Doubt. And I, o- I only say that to give credit where credit's due. But, uh, obviously, we're ta- we're focused on the Spider-Man games. I want to stay focused. But I cannot stress enough <laughs> how excited I am that Insomniac seems to slowly but surely being given the license to do all the Marvel heroes. <laughs> like I can't wait for a full-on X-Men through the game in this style where you can switch between cyclops storm wolverine that's gonna be fucking amazing dude we nightcrawler imagine instead of grapple shotting or web swinging you're teleporting around what's because each of these characters has a built-in unique form of traversal like wolverine is gonna claw his way up buildings he's not gonna stick to stuff it's, <laughs> I don't know, uh, that is enough to refresh the experience for me. I think that's going to be so amazing. I mean. Um, so, yeah, if you aren't aware, Insomniac's doing Wolverine next, and it's going to rule, I think, I'm pretty sure.
4: I mean, we'll see. Like, I, you know, Spider-Man yeah. and Batman share some key qualities that Wolverine doesn't. But I agree that yeah. this dance format for combat, where you just play, press different combinations of buttons and then, the hero kind of figures out how to seam it together, if you will, is yeah. honestly so much more satisfying than any combat in a third-person action game ever. Like again, like to compare, and I love doing this because you know uh, it's more fun to do it outside of the outside of this genre. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto also has melee combat; it's one of the key ingredients of that, right? It's shooting and melee combat, and an, even until four or five, the combat was always punch, punch, punch. Health bear goes down. Then you know. Whoever survives they that wins. Over. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what combat's been forever. In yeah. gaming. And most in, games, in most gaming, yeah. that's what it is. And uh, you know, it's it's either more or less sophisticated than like the combination of buttons and punch out or whatever, you know? And or fighting in actual fighting games, it'll be this button
3: punches, this button kicks, right. this button uppercuts. Right. Or they are tied to specific motions.
4: Right. I mean, even even like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, which had a lot of melee combat sections. You know, like ultimately, mm-hmm. it's uh, they basically had to take some of the agency away from the player to make it work. Like, they, like, you know, basically you had to sort of mm-hmm. like basically you could do holds, punches, and throws or blocks, excuse me. Yeah. And none of that combat had the sort of vibrancy and smoothness that the Spider Man game does. And I think Miles Morales slightly improves on the one that we saw in Spider Man because um, of the new powers and also just I think that they had a, a time to refine the mechanics just a little bit so you know you're you're in constant combat uh and it's super fun and uh, you could do it for seriously fifty straight hours and never get bored you know it's really really fun it's very addictive
3: and you do and I think people who haven't experienced it the thing you could be picking up on if you hear that is like well am i connected to it, what I think is so brilliant about this new kind of melee combat is yeah you still feel like you're playing a strategic game it's just a different strategic game it's more like you're looking it's an overview of the fight and you're managing like oh incoming attack I gotta dodge oh this person has a rocket I have to grab it with the web and throw it back at them oh there's a trash can over there I bet I could knock someone out with that it's uh there's God, it's it's very very. It allows for it
4: actually allows for a lot of improvisation, like you know you can fluid. Yeah, you can be like punching a guy, then you dodge another guy and shoot him with a web, and then grab a rocket somebody launched at you and throw it back at him, and like the kind electrocute someone else. It's the kind of stuff that it's nutty. Spider Man can do this in the comics and this combat system. Which, you know, I think everybody agrees, so this isn't really saying much, but this combat system allows you to do what Spider-Man could do in the comics and in the movies, and that's what you mm-hmm. want, and it did that, and I like it. And I
3: honestly think he's the perfect character to to be wrapped around this specific, specific combat system. Because even in the Batman games, like in the comics and the movies, Batman doesn't use the grapple shot that much, but that's a perfect way to traverse the game. So if you remember the Arkham games, you're just constantly grappling to shit. Uh, he uses the grapples like his number one tool, whereas Spider-Man just by sheer chance, that already was his number one tool was swinging on the webs. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. it's so natural. It's incredible. Spider-Man also has uh,
4: just an element of verticality that none of these other characters yes. have because like, basically there's always a Z axis in a, in a, in a Spider-Man fight you know, that goes straight up and the Batman combat system, which I also really, really like. And it was first, um, is it's grounded. It's grounded because Batman doesn't really fight in the, in the Z axis much, you know, he might retreat Mm -hmm. up there and, but he doesn't fight up there. Whereas Spider-Man does, he can fight in the middle of the air and it's awesome. Um, so yeah, perfect character. It's a perfect marriage of what this character is in a combat system. It's an evolution of Batman, but also, I want to say, an evolution of, like, Assassin's Creed and some of those games, mm-hmm. you know, that that uh, had more rudimentary combat but had a lot of it. I think that this is a really good right. system, and I look forward to seeing how they tweak it in upcoming sequels.
3: I would be very intrigued to see this kind of melee combat mashed up with other genres, uh, or Shadow of Mordor comes to mind. What? Well- as well yeah. as a stepping stone toward yeah. this kind of combat. Or- I wonder if you could do this kind of combat with like a, you know, I just wonder what, what are all the things you could do with this? Could you do a GoldenEye game where when you run out of bullets, you fight like this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Any character who's th- quote-unquote good at fighting in the in the fictional version of their canon I, it would be great. Let's see lightsaber combat in this I'll style. I'll tell you where... I think that'd be phenomenal. You know where
4: where I would really like to see some of this incorporated is games like Skyrim. Um like games where mm. the premise of the game is a sort of first person like uh co- like action combat but it's really a lot of swordplay and stuff or it's magic. I think this could help Man. with that.
3: Uh, yeah. A
4: Breath of the Wild
3: that had dance oh style swordplay yeah, exactly. would be next level, yeah. We'll um, see because I was gonna add. That's where I, exactly where my head was going was how to swords factor and all this? But I think it could work. Sure. Are you are you excited for Sifu, which yes. is another uh, an upcoming game yes. that purports to reinvent how melee combat is well, done? Well,
4: uh, I'm I'm, I'm always intrigued to see what that means. Yeah. I just pre-ordered it, so I'm a believer. I hope they do it. You know, to
3: take us back to come
4: for sure. a second.
3: <laughs> great. I just want to know is it just me or every time they mention the evil company rocks on, did you think get rocks off, get your rocks it's, off? Cause I, that's what,
4: I mean, uh, I didn't think too much about it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I thought too yeah, much yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> like I, like it didn't, I keep was like me up. <laughs> rocks off.
3: <laughs> He's pubescent.
4: There's something
3: there. Come. I just like thinking about come, I guess. Yeah. Or you're um, encouraged. Speaking of to... venom strike. Yeah. yeah. You're... <laughs> and, uh, it's interesting for all the lauding we did up top of the story. I, I want to circle back and say the story is still <laughs> it's presented as well as superhero stories are. And it's like it's, yeah, it's it was good. it was like, not as I think that's where I ultimately came it was away. not as yeah, good
4: fine. as the first game. I didn't think
3: nor is it as good as the feeling of flying through space or the feeling of fighting. That's why
4: you're here, right? This is a game that's Uh, like, look, you know, we're giving you, we have a narrative reason to give you more Spider-Man, and that's what it is, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I think that the character deserves a more fleshed out outing, and to form, I I think this character Miles deserves to have his own relationships with like all of Spider-Man's villains. You know what I mean? Like, like I would like to see how Doctor Octopus, you know, deals with him. I like, you know what I mean? Like that would be fun.
3: so here's my question, and write in if you have your own answer, I'd love to see this in the comments. Is because Batman's villain is the Joker, yes, right? No, no question. question. Hands yeah. down. Is Spider Man's arch nemesis Kingpin, Green Goblin, or Dr. Octopus? I've
4: always thought of it as Dr. Octopus, but. Because they both have eight, aren't eight? like spiders have and eight and octopi have I, eight? I, and I feel like they come, like they have a similar set of interests, you know, like. Super yeah. science. Yeah, Um, but so does Green Goblin. Green Goblin, but he's like a rich guy. He's He's like a rich inventor, and, and he fights in the air. Yeah, yeah. Green Goblin. I mean, I know he's iconic. He. I also,
3: I think Kingpin is technically Daredevil's big bad. But yeah that's right spider-man treats him like his big bad often interesting interesting okay yeah i think it's i just always wonder who like symbolically is the anti-spider Man. like if you you
4: remember in spider-man Two, like well i guess i'll say it this way i remember when spider-man 2 came out and the announcement that the villain was gonna be dr octopus was enough it was like okay here we fucking go You know what I mean? Like, wow, and that it was Alfred Molina. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that like young twenty year olds were like amped on Alfred Molina per se. But I. But it was just. It was was. enough. I already. It was was enough that it. Like, okay, Doctor Octopus, I'm in. You know, because that's who that's his guy. Mm -hmm. Um. So and I like that's the thing. So like like I'm hoping that we get to a point where because we're gonna see more Miles Morales. We should. Uh, Where Miles Morales's sort of pantheon of villains expands and Mm -hmm. we find something like that for him. Because I don't think either of these characters that he was dealing with, the Tinkerer and Prowler, are that. I think there's a perfect villain out there for him that probably exists in the comics. I don't want to hear about it. I just want to be surprised by it when it happens.
3: You know? Also, everything in his world... Tends to be purple, which is my favorite color. So that I don't know, he's just my guy. There's something <laughs> there. How how good are the? But okay, well I'll say this: there, it's not perfect. <laughs> I have a few problems. One is, you're always outside, which does end up feeling like there can be a feeling that, and it's true of New York. But I don't know how to get alleviate this. But sometimes when I play Spider Man for hours at a time there's this feeling of, man, everything's just a big cube. Like the environments, it's not like a an Elder Scrolls where you could be in the desert region or you could be in the lava region right. or you could be, there's Central right. Park to break right, it right, up. Right. But other than that, everything's just big cubes. And if you look in the windows, even in Miles Morales, they have not fixed what the inside of buildings look like. Oh, they look like sets. They look really crappy. If, if you look through any of the windows and I, this is nitpicky. Cause the point of Spider-Man is not to look through the windows of the buildings, but I do. And it bothers <laughs> me that they look so crappy inside. And, uh, the other thing I want, uh, there was another negative I wanted to bring out, but I, be- I guess I so, forgot look, it. So it I, I, I want to counter that.
4: With, I want to counter that with like, Oh, sorry. Just, sure. it felt like
3: some of the upgrade systems were superfluous. I didn't use all the skills I earned. Well, I didn't use did, all did the tech thing? Did you do that the first time? Yeah, I'm saying it felt more like I settled on my favorites. Like, oh, the spinny ultra web super move. That's the only one I need, and I rode that to the end. Whereas there have been games that I've played where you earn eight finishing moves, and the game incentivizes switching it up and using different enemy types require different finishing moves. Spider-Man could use a little bit more of that, in my opinion. Um, But where it shines... Are the suits? Because I rarely care about cosmetics. And in the Spider-Man games, both of them, I really cared about what suit I was wearing at any given I, time. And they added that Bodega Cat suit in Miles Morales, like really good suits. And of course, the Spider-Verse so suit. So I
4: agree with you that there should be a little Metroidizing with like all the different areas that you're unlocking. Like you should need certain talents to defeat certain enemies. That's a that's a video game mm-hmm. given. This franchise has not yet been interested in doing that. Um, And and I think it would improve it if they thought a little bit more about that and found, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, So I agree with that. Uh, I just want to counter your your point about the bad-looking interior of the buildings. You're right about that. But I do want to say the point of this game from Sony's point of view was to show what the new consoles can do. And running at 60 frames a second for the first time swinging through the city is one of the most striking video game experiences I've ever had. Like, and I'd played this game before. Well, that's
3: ironically, it's the same game where they added a suit that literally slows your movement to like 12 frames a second intentionally. It looks
4: really cool. (laughs) Like, I've never, I've, and I'd played exactly this game really before. And seeing it at like seeing the ray tracing and then taking that off and doing the 60 frames a second. Cause I'd rather have the more memorable changes Fluidity, where like, yeah. it was like, I will never go back. This is like, Oh my, this is like the first time I saw an HDTV. It's like, Whoa, you know? Uh, so in that regard as a tech demo, which I know we said, uh, ratchet and clank was as well. And I think it was, I think this was also a successful tech demo. And that was part of the attention. I think, Insomniac
3: are doing a laudable job across the board, but I do think Sony and Insomniac have a specific relationship, which is Insomniac proves their technology mm-hmm. using games yep. as the... as the
4: yeah. That's what they do. Like they, they release a launch window title that's like, oh shit, it can do that? Oh, I guess I do want this PS5. Um, and yeah. I would say this game, if... It, I don't know who it, who it convinced that wasn't already going to buy it, honestly, but... I'm hoping Wolverine
3: breaks that trend. Like Wolverine is going to be a mid-gen game, and I just hope Insomniac keeps to, gets to keep making games and doesn't have to wait for
4: a new same. Game. But you know, I also think e- even in this even in the lead-off batter position, they've distinguished themselves. Pers- you know what I mean? Like Insomniac to me is one of the best the best studios in gaming right now. Like they're up there with have Naughty you Dog.
3: really slowly? Cr- crawled up to one of those windows and seen how the Christmas tree is just like a decal stuck to a wall. like
4: You know, I mean, how do I say this without
3: when something is proving how powerful a next gen console is? I think it's weird that if you zoom in, it looks crappy. I just think this is the same
4: argument that you made against breath of the wild when it was like, well, the, the textures, when you get close to them are basically these flat, non like they're not well detailed textures like sure but like that's not the lens through which we're basically observing this game like yeah you went and crawled into a window and looked at it and got the camera real close to it and didn't look so great well that's not how most people Mm -hmm. are experiencing this game they're experiencing it flying around like is it not so great sure right it's not so great you're right you know like uh i but it looks great when you're whipping past. Which is it. the whole point. <laughs> I agree with I you mean, there. I mean, you know, like yeah. so they yeah, majored yeah, yeah. in the majors, and and like I don't, I mean, like you said, Sony's probably you know, <laughs> probably squeezing them pretty hard to get them to deliver, and they probably have to make compromises right. and so on. So yeah. I don't know. I don't fault them too much for that. Uh, how are you feeling? And you ready to do to go through our final checkpoint?
0: Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts? Time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed, straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a man. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details
3: Yeah, let's find out how much we do fault okay. them. <laughs> Here we go, baby. Pass another checkpoint. Yes. And enter the realm of keep or delete where we decide whether this game belongs on a celestial hard drive. Uh, actually, just for my own reference, I want to go to... Did we, keep, I have did it we keep Spider-Man,
4: the original one?
3: That's right. I want to know if we kept Spider-Man the original. I believe we did not. I believe we did not. That was... Oh, really? Who who did look at it. Who's
4: the asshole. What what son of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it was me. Uh, let's take a look because we now have a wonderful spreadsheet provided by one of our excellent patrons, uh, who I want to shout out asking seven. Thank you so much, sir, for all your work here. Um,
3: I can't find this sheet, so I'm totally relying on I'm looking on, on, on you, it. So I'll just kill audio time. You're, oh, great.
4: You're going to love it, this. Uh, it w- it was mm-hmm. kept by our guest, Soren Bowie and deleted by both yourself and me. <laughs> we both deleted Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah, that's, how, that's the kind of assholes Weird. we are. We were Green Goblin that day.
3: And we're in a good mood today. Yeah. Like, we've just been saying yeah. glowing things about this game. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I mean,
4: you know, time also has a way of sort of... Uh, making some things drift to the surface more than others. Like I'd be willing to go back and talk more about that game in some episode where we sorted out this hard drive. You know, I'd be I'd be willing huh. to talk about it. But uh, just to just yeah. to cut the suspense, I'm going to delete Miles Morales.
3: I'm also going to delete this phenomenal yeah, game. <laughs> it's very
4: good. I don't want to say that it's not. I.
3: <laughs> but I will say this discussion makes me want to go back and keep the original Same. i i would consider changing that yes. vote
4: that's that's one we'll talk about um, at some point we are going to have to Fox. yeah we're hard we're hard miles.
3: guys miles i'm s- i'm sorry miles there's a reason that the original iteration of this podcast was called final bosses it's like we're tough to get past we're fucking assholes
4: <laughs> it's it's hard to get a game on the hard drive that seems uh it's, it's clear. not a soft drive yeah. you know <laughs> Right, and uh, unfortunately, his brand of sticky white web didn't quite uh, didn't penetrate. quite penetrate. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, what a great episode! Well, uh, what a
3: letdown of a final segment. But yeah, <laughs> solid
4: episode, good conversation. Yeah. We we do love this game, by the way. If you haven't picked it up, great game, uh, mm-hmm. especially if it's on sale. If you can find it on sale anywhere or anytime, it's great. You should really get it. It's very enjoyable. Also get the original Spider-Man. I think both of those are really satisfying games. Damn.
3: I feel bad. (laughs) But yeah, okay. I guess we're out. That's it. I think that's it. On a somber note. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans for a whole host of other podcasts. If you go back into the archives to pre-pandemic times, we also had big budget sketch series and all kinds of video shit. We don't do that anymore because of Omicron and it's compatriots, but someday, someday we'll do some sketches again. I'm actually meeting with uh, Katie and Cody next weekend to discuss some potential sketches we Ooh, could do. So That sounds fun. I guess. I don't know why I mentioned that here. But I, w-
4: I, I know it now, so that's cool.
3: Yeah, such is the weird confusion when you run all of your content through one feed just called Small Beans, but whatever.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's a business plan. The, for another day <laughs> like no other yeah
3: and speaking of another day a day is soon coming where we will go through our celestial yes, hard drive uh and have the rare opportunity which i doubt will come again to change some of our votes so look for that episode that's going to be coming up sometime in the near Next future month or so
4: i think right uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, and from that point forward, I think what we're gonna do is the hard drive will have a limit, and if we reach that limit, we will have to start killing our darlings to make room for other mm. darlings. Um, so that'll be interesting slash heartbreaking. It sure
4: will. It sure will. Yeah. Look for that next okay. time.
3: Adam, where they, where can they find you online? I never asked. Thank ask. you for asking. It's good to ask. Uh, sometimes. All
4: of my online presence is under the same username, which is the real Gans. You can find me on Twitter there. Uh, you can also and Twitch. well. That's the thing. You can follow my streams. I stream a lot of the video games I play for this podcast. Um, I stream pretty regularly, so uh, check in mm. on that. Uh, the real Gans on Twitch. Uh, I I decided to replay Subnautica yesterday, and uh, I wa- I was Maria, lurking. God, I saw you, ah, man. That game.
3: You you love to stream hard games that frustrate Yeah, that frustrate you. me. So yeah, that's true. I do. Be ready be ready for the grumpy old bear uh browsing <laughs> his way
0: through a game. I, well,
4: <laughs> I do. Yeah, you're right. You you've also caught me on a few particularly bad ones cuz this year I played through all of the Souls games. Uh and right. they are great and I'm looking forward to talking with them about them with you someday. you were getting pretty pissed wolfenstein. wolfenstein i was getting <laughs> pissed
3: i yes which is not a famously hard I, game it was famously hard for me that day i don't know
4: what the fuck the problem <laughs> yeah. was. uh you're right I'm, I'm working on my temper thank you for this uh generous adjustment i'll work on it <laughs> no no no
3: no that's the attraction don't lose your fire <laughs> i
4: don't i don't like my attraction and all these entertainment modules is he might blow up he might lose his temper entirely yeah, yeah watch him <laughs> He might flip the fuck out. Let's see. <laughs> Let's prod him. <laughs> it's true, and I don't like that. But uh, I am the man I am. Where can they, where can people find you, Michael Swam? I don't know. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. Bye.
0: Work complete. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
2: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm
3: in.
0: Ah, ski slopes. Let's
1: do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait,
4: did we just invent California?
1: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at
0: visitcalifornia.com.
4: This episode brought to you by Twentieth Century Studios. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise.